welcome. You're listening to Send Him Off. My name's Sam and joining me, as always, is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. Straight in today. I was no, going to say, did you not prepare a, did you not prepare no, an intro today? Or? Uh, no waffling, no flim flam today. Uh, well, good reason for that. We've got a guest, haven't we? We, we have, have got a guest. guest. We've got a fantasy football expert with us today. An expert who's going to be taking your questions and our questions because we're in the league as well with you guys. And uh, I think Alex needs the help. I, I, I do. I need quite a quite a moment. bit of help for them. Yeah, um, I think Alex might have bought them of his own league. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, but he probably is. Uh, so we're joined. We're delighted to be joined by Callum from the FPL Fan Show podcast. Callum, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. This is actually the first like podcast slash anything I've been on outside of the FPL Fan Show. This it's is your like, first a, guest real appearance, honor, honestly. Yeah, this is, this is a real honour, honestly. Well, it's it's it. an honour for us. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we, we've taken your guest virginity. What can we say? That feels what? good. Yeah, it, it, I'm, less, I'm less nervous than I thought I'd be, definitely. <laughs> um, but no, no, I appreciate um, it for coming on. No, like I said, expert and definitely quotation marks. But yeah, if I can provide a little bit of help, that'd be good. More, You're better qualified than me, man. I was going to uh, say, far better although, than I am as well. Four years champion in a row, can I just say? No, is it three? Yeah, yeah, three years champion like in a league full of people like me. So, you know, what does that tell yeah. you? I'll take it, though. I'll take it. you got to take what you get in there. So, we'll start off. Callum, I want to know your top goalkeeper, top defender, top midfielder, and top forward. So, if you had a team and you could only have one from each position, who would you be picking? Regardless of budget. Regardless of budget. Okay. That's straight in the deep end, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think goalkeeper, like first and foremost, fantasy wise, as a general rule, is like just the, you consider it the least important position on the pitch, really. I would say go for a goalkeeper as cheap as possible that you know is going to play every game week and leave it at that. Because honestly, these goalkeepers get, let's say, one, 150 points maximum. You don't want to be wasting your transfers on jumping in between goalkeepers. So for me, Sanchez at Brighton. He's had a good start to the season. I think they're going to still maintain that throughout the course of the season. So I think Sanchez at Brighton, cheapest chips, and he's going to be just easy to get into your side and don't have to faff about. I think Edison at Man City is probably the best pick long-term, but that much money invested in a goalkeeper just isn't worthwhile. So 4.5 million Sanchez at Brighton ticks every box, really. Lovely. I think you know I'm what? I, yeah, I've, that's, like, that's first of all, the, the first thing you said there, that's already been me think because I always go, I always make sure I have a good goalkeeper who's going to, you know, mm. on the back four will always be solid. Like I, I choose Edison or Alisson. So, well, not so much Alisson. He's a, you know, Edison, solid back four, won't concede too many goals. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good Yeah, point, that, that's the thing, General Chris, uh, with it all, like Martinez last season, mm. um, not in the best team necessarily, but with goalkeepers, if you pick Edison, the max he's getting is six points because he gets a clean sheet, yeah. does nothing all game, so it doesn't, doesn't get, get bonus saves. points. Yeah, exactly. There's no saves. Go for a cheaper option. Going to get clean sheets along the way, but more importantly, you get bonus points and save points. And you want a goalkeeper mm. that's actually going to be touching the ball rather than just stood there all game. Yeah, I've got I've got David Raya this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good pick. Yeah, they started well. Quite well. Started very yeah, well. Yeah, serving me quite well. They've had a few clean sheets. Um, defender. Defender. Yeah. So like the Chelsea boys are so hard to look past right now. Like I would love to tell you guys Marcus Alonso right now, but that guy is going to get rotated at some point. I think it's too good to be true right now because he's an FPL legend. Like when he was in the Conte days playing left wing back, he was hauling for fun. And us guys who play in FPL was just like loving it really. But I think if I had to go for one right now, I would be more tempted by Cancelo at Man City. I think if I'm looking at the Man City defence going forward, he's played like pretty much every game for Man City. 
his attacking stats are actually really good. Like I would probably say um, they're not as good as Trent's, but in this Man City side at six million, he's great value. And Man City is so good defensively. I think going forward, um, I'll definitely go for Cancelo. Someone I'm looking to bring in the next few weeks, actually. Interesting. Another one I have this, not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't even. I haven't checked. I haven't checked my team in weeks. I just sort of lost it. But now all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? Probably thinking out and start playing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's a good time. Now we've got so much like, information. It's a mm. good time to like get. But that was my thing. Now. That was my thing. Like, because there was like so little information. Like, you know, obviously Ronaldo looking back, Lukaku came back, all those kind of you know big players. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll put some of them in. I'll leave some of them out. And then I kind of lost interest thinking, will they want they? But now kind of the season's gone on for long enough for me to start taking it yeah. a bit more seriously. Yeah, that's it. I, th- I think like early doors, if you do, if you have a terrible start, like it just doesn't matter because you have like no information. Yeah. After like five or six game weeks, I think like you're at more fault each time you make a bad move because you yeah. have so much more information going forward. So yeah, I think it's easy to say Trent, but I think like Cancelo's a nice one going forward. I think you do well. Yeah, yeah. Trent, Trent is bagging for me. So far, yeah, he's a joke. He, he, yeah, if, yeah. if if you have to have a must-have, he's in that bracket definitely. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think he's not been out of my team apart from when he was injured. Since yeah. he's like made his debut, pretty much, just been in my team yeah. consistently. Yeah, he's a um, joke. Midfielder. See, is it boring to say Salah? Because like, it, Salah's the one definitely. Like in terms, I think a lot of managers kind of look at Mane, Salah, and they always think, oh, Mane's a little bit cheaper. Guy usually goes on like some purple patches and does really well, but historically Salah has just been the guy really and like I think a lot of people look at that price tag and think is he actually worth it can I kind of go against that but I just really think with Salah his stats are always unbelievable on penalties as well which is like you know just a cheat code in itself with Salah and then I think outfield play like when you actually look at his stats he's top of the charts for midfielders as well so I think those who don't have Salah right now still time to get him in 100% I think just you just get him in and he's a cap C option for 50% of the time throughout the whole season I think that's the most important thing in fantasy is if you're in a premium you have to be trusting him to be captain otherwise there's no point owning him so for like Son for example like 10 million like do you really trust him with the captaincy each game week probably not whereas Salah I could put the captaincy on him every game week and actually trust it going forward so mm. I think Salah is just one that is just so easy to put in your side and leave it for the rest of the season really but I appreciate that's a little bit boring answer <laughs> Nah, honestly, all the way, Salah, to be fair. He won me the league a couple of seasons ago. We went he in, did. We went into last day, like me and one of the boys were like level on points. And he had yeah. Mane and I had Salah. And I think Mane scored one and Salah scored two or something like that. Oh, like he yeah, just yeah. outscored him. So he just won it for me. But so for me, Salah, Salah was always that one where I'd be like, oh, I should put them in, but I'll leave it because I, I would tend to go for a player like Son and try and be different yeah. and try and like change my team up. But then he'll, always, he'll either like have a blinder or he'll flop and end up coming off or something like that. But you know, like like you say, Salah will always, you know, bag at some point. Yeah, and he's just so greedy. That's the best thing. Yeah, about that. as a yeah. Liverpool fan or neutral, it is so hard to watch sometimes. But like, he is so good for fantasy because like he, he doesn't do well bonus because he has so many shots. If they go off target, he gets negative bonus points, which obviously mm-hmm. affect him. So when you do see him get a goal and assist, he's never really in the three bonus points just because like he has so many shots. But fantasy wise, yeah, he's a joke. He's so good to have. I agree. You can go against the grain, go for different players, but sometimes there's just players who are tried and tested, and he's definitely one of those. 100%. Interesting. I'm interested to hear this next one. Yeah, the forward. Forwards, yeah. Well, this first foremost, yeah, I was going to say, like, this is actually like quite an exciting year because years gone by, apart from Harry Kane, and let's say put Jamie Vardy in, in the kind of discussion, we've had no premium forwards to talk about. Aguero has kind of been off the radar for the last few years. So the mm-hmm. fact we've got Ronaldo, Lukaku, 
no one's talking about Harry Kane right now, but probably rightly so. So I would probably say, like, if I had to pick a premium right now to buy, I would have to say Lukaku. But when you look at the stats, Ronaldo trumps him 100%. And yeah. I do think that, like, those who own Ronaldo right now, it's going to be so hard to come off him. I'm one of those right now. And my plan was to do one more game week and then sell him to Lukaku. But the way he's playing right now in his shots, he's had a ridiculous amount of shot volume right now. It's going to be so hard to kind of sell him, which is a really difficult point. So um, I'll probably put Lukaku one, Ronaldo just second. Um, but what I think everybody should be getting in their sides is, is Antonio. Like, yeah. The guy, he's he's the one for me. Like, I think Calvert-Loon's had a phenomenal start to the season, but Antonio's stats are unbelievable. And historically, he does well in the big games as well as like them smaller teams. He's not just like a flat trap bully. So I think if you want to save a bit of cash, I think a premium in Ronaldo or uh, Lukaku and then Antonio. And you could just play two up top of those, I think, all season. Interesting with Antonio, because I think Antonio this year is going to be the sort of player for fantasy managers that Danny Ings was a couple of years mm, back and even last okay. year. But since, you know, making that move to Villa, I can't really see it going that way for him. But I feel like Antonio is going to be that player like that you sort of save a bit of coin on, but you can be a little bit smug about it by the end. Yeah, 100 well, His price rise has been a joke already this season. Mm. Like for those who watched last season when he wasn't injured, he was just like outstatting everybody really. Yeah. So those who were in the know, obviously happy days start the season. And with that red card, a lot of managers do think, oh Christ, I've got to sell him. But you look at Leeds this game week, they are leaky as hell at the back. So I can see Antonio doing well this week as well. Yeah. Interesting. We'll Interesting. Um, we've had a couple of questions sent in for you, Callum. Uh, the FPL helpline, as we've dubbed it. Yeah, uh, I like that. Getting in touch <laughs> and, uh, you know, we are, we are the, the Samaritans of the FPL. I was, I was literally about to say the FPL <laughs> Samaritans. <laughs> um, so Sam, not me, but Sam has asked, uh, Lukaku or Ronaldo, I can't afford them both. You've already sold kind them. of already answered yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on this. Yeah, I think so. First and foremost, I think if you're in a position where you don't own either, um, I would I would probably go Lukaku just because um, Ronaldo obviously has a home fixture at Aston Villa, which is going to be painful not to own him because I think there is actually a bit of a home advantage this season with the fans back in the stadium. I actually do think that actually is playing into some of the results this season that we're seeing. So. Ronaldo at home against Aston Villa, I'm just kind of counting it as he's going to get a goal, 100%. But I think when you look longer term, over four or five game weeks, Man United's fixtures are a little bit tougher. And although Ronaldo is a bit of a goal poacher, he can score at any fixture. I just think Lukaku probably has a bit of a higher ceiling going forward. So if I had to pick one right now to go for the next five, I would go Lukaku, I think. But who am I to go against Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> honestly? <laughs> You'll clip this and just like mock him yeah. a few weeks. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the TikTok. That is the TikTok yeah. for us. <laughs> uh, I think it's my question next. It is, yeah. Uh, this this one comes in from Ethan. He said, am I an idiot for having Trent, Ronaldo, Salah and Lukaku in my team and sacrificing the remaining seven players? Can I just add, I have done exactly this as well. You did that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it is like, a lot of people go. What are you in wildcard? Is that is that um, why you got that? Or have you just gone? Couple, gone I used it a couple of weeks ago. I think I'm going to use my wildcard this week. I, I took a minus eight this week because I was like, you know what, so it. it's early and I can afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like first of all, Trent and Salah, I think are two players that I wouldn't sacrifice going forward. And that goes to anybody really. If you're looking to get Lukaku or Ronaldo, don't sell any either of those two players to kind of budget those strikers, I think uh, they just stay untouched in your side. Now, if you can fit a team in with Lukaku and Ronaldo, then like you've done very well there because I want to see the rest of your team. But I think 
it is a nice strategy going forward. And the reason being is because you've got so much money invested in that forward line. We have so many mid-price forwards in the game right now. So what it does is it kind of gives you such a high price in your forward line, but you can easily drop down to any forward going, going ahead. Whereas if you are wildcarding with mid-price forwards, it's going to be very difficult for you then to go up into a forward. Yeah. So what I do like about that strategy is, although it is a lot of money in that front line, down the line, you can just think to yourself, okay, if Ronaldo's stats are dipping, if the fixtures are getting tricky and he isn't showing the same sort of form, I can drop him down to a Bamford and Antonio Calvert-Lewin. So I think while they're both performing, while they're showing the stats, I'm not against the strategy at all. I think you're just going to need to find yourself some enablers to kind of compensate the price there. So midfielders-wise, you know, you could look at the likes of Conor Gallagher at Crystal Palace, who has got tricky fixtures, but underlying stats are amazing. He's on all set pieces. The likes of Rafinha's, even... Um, Odegaard at Arsenal, I think he could be a steal going forward at 5.5 million. And then in defence, I think there are some players there that we can definitely bring in, some Wolves assets, even Ben White at 4.3. I think you can definitely fund them, these players. It's just going to be very, very much emphasis on those four performing every game week. I'm actually taking notes, man. I was going to, it is, it is like listening to the Oracle, isn't it? It is like listening to the Oracle. It's brilliant. Because uh, I will forget. You, you said it's interesting. Hang on. He's taking notes. He can listen back to this podcast yeah, whenever he wants. Yeah, so I've got Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah, Luke Shaw, and Trent in there. So I've got Schmeichel. I, this is, I'm telling everyone my team now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Schmeichel and Goal, Luke Shaw, Mankio's Dodges album is the only one I could afford. Trent, Livramento, who is yeah. bagging. Absolutely yeah. bagging. He's like 4.1 million as well. Um, Dan James, who I, I think I might have to get rid of for maybe Odegaard or Gallagher. Mm. Um, Damari Gray, Salah, Greenwood, Lukaku, Ronaldo. I'm quite happy with that team. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, you've got some names in there that I didn't think you'd better squeeze in, like Greenwood, yeah. for example, at that price range. I think other ones you mentioned, I think easily save a bit of cash if you need to in your goalkeeper with Schmeichel. I think yeah. Leicester are going to turn a corner, but right now, while they've got Johnny Evans out, you can tell they are just ropey at the back. Like mm. Soin Chu has just gone off the rails really doesn't know what he's doing Luke Shaw as well I think um, I would probably look to ship him maybe to a Chelsea defender soon coming up I think with the Chelsea fixtures going ahead I really like the look um, Rudiger if you can afford yeah, him but he just, he? just gone up in price yeah but honestly that killed me when he scored the 90th minute in my mini league because people brought him <laughs> in and oh I'm a Chelsea fan but I was fuming and um, <laughs> but, um, there's nothing worse is there it's been a, it's been a while since Swans were uh, in, in the Premier League yeah, like, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. Like next uh next question is from jacob uh so which player is your your best hidden gem this is quite a funny question right because it won't be really much of a hidden gem anymore by the time no. this one goes out really. no. but go for it anyway hidden gem like Weirdly, Ben White's been mine over the last two game weeks, but that's just because I was a mug over the first three having him in. But <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say anyone bring in Ben White. But I'm trying to think of someone a bit different, really, who, is, who has been a bit of a secret gem. I think all the forwards are kind of well-owned right now. I don't think there's anybody there. I, I, one that I think over the future game weeks that people need to keep an eye on is going to be Adam Armstrong at Southampton. So I'm kind of preempting that one possibly coming true in the, in, in the future. But guaranteed game time you can tell that he has been brought in for this system alongside Che Adams and I do think Broger as well is going to get a few minutes who came from the Chelsea Academy but um, Adam Armstrong looks really well set in this Southampton team so I think from game week eight onwards Southampton have really good fixtures I think you're sat there of like an Ivan Tony who's got a really tough run of fixtures coming up you could drop down and save yourself 0.4 million and get Adam Armstrong in so 
not for the next two, but game week eight onwards, I'm kind of, you know, this could be a, an amazing prediction or a howless. <laughs> but the Animatra is something that, Either like, way, I'm looking forward to Either way, it's up on Twitter. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's it. It's all about content. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the Animatra go forward. Arsenal assets, I think a lot of people mock them, but I actually think that they're just going to start growing out results. I think what Arteta's doing right now is just thinking, get results, get points on the board and let his philosophy come. Tierney at 4.9 million, I think he's a steal as well. Mm, interesting. Al, next one. This is my question, actually. Oh, it is yours. I was going to say, I yeah, don't know if this, this was This is me. Not. This is me. Uh, is it time to drop Bruno now Ronaldo is you? I mean, you've viewed my team and I have dropped Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, let me rephrase. Was it right that I dropped Bruno <laughs> <Yeah>. now Ronaldo <laughs> is you? I want to say no just to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think so. Like, like I said earlier, I think at 12 million or 11.9 million, whatever it is, at that price range, you have to be willing to captain that person every game week. I think right now with, with Fernandez, I think last season we knew he was guaranteed on penalties and he was the absolute main man in that attacking third. Now that emphasis has kind of gone away from him a little bit. I think Ronaldo is that focal point in the attack and we haven't seen a penalty yet, so we don't know whether he is actually going to be on penalties. Now, if you take penalties away from Fernandez at 12 million and this goes to any asset, it is really hard to justify owning that player. So Kevin De Bruyne is probably the only one I would say if he doesn't have penalties could actually be good value at that price range. But that's why Mo Salah's, um, sorry, Mane is never going to be good value because he doesn't ever take penalties. And if yeah. Fernandez doesn't have penalties, he is not worth it at all. And just looking over the underlying stats over the last few game weeks, he's getting decent shots, but not from the areas you want to see him. And he's not getting them spots in the box because Ronaldo's occupying them. He's not being invited to go into them spots because Ronaldo is basically dominating those areas. You don't want to put Fernandez on Ronaldo's feet every time they're attacking, really. So he's getting a little bit further away. So I think selling him was the best move. So happy days. There we are. That's you jammy get. You that's jammy get. See, Al, I've told you for years. Yeah, tactical genius. Next question is from Steph, who asks, uh, who is the best defensive asset from the newly promoted clubs? Oh, newly promoted. That's a great shout. I've got to rule out Norwich right now. I've got yeah. to rule out Norwich just because they are so bad, so bad right now. Um, the problem is Brentford, I haven't really, although they've had a really good start to the season, I haven't actually considered them. So a bit of philosophy of mine is like, I do not touch promoted sides from a defensive perspective just because I don't know what they're going to bring. Look at Watford. They had the best, I believe the best defensive record in the championship. They were kind of building their team upon that. Came to the Premier League and, you know, they're struggling to keep a clean sheet. So, I think all the rule books go out the window, really. But I do think uh, Raya Brentford is a nice pick if you want to go down that route. I would probably say, uh, I don't know enough about the Brentford defence to say which one I would necessarily go for from the defensive route. But from a goalkeeper perspective, I think he could definitely match Sanchez's, um, Brighton Sanchez going forward. But um, Watford, I wouldn't touch right now. I need to see them actually perform. And Norwich, if you want Brandon Williams at 4 million and you need a real budget, he's going to play every week. I don't mind him but they're not going to keep many clean sheets yeah. at all. I, I've got Brandon Williams on my bench. Yeah. Um, but I've, um, I had Pontus Janssen in from Brentford for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I took him out when I brought in Ronaldo and I needed to cost cuts and stuff. Cause I think he's about 5.5 and I needed like a 5 million or like a 4.5, yeah. but he got, he got me some serious points some weeks, you know, they, they get clean sheets, Brentford. They've had a few. So yeah, yeah it could be, it could buck the trend. Cause I'm the same as you. Like I, I don't go near newly promoted sides. Um, Unless the only players really, I, I've had Ivan Tony in for like a game or two, 
I had Pookie in for ages when they were up a couple of years ago. Yes. But other than that, just don't. I think I've got Kucho in my team from Watford, but he didn't even yep. play on the weekend. I thought he yeah. played, but he doesn't even play. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I think that's the thing. Apart from Norwich, who kind of kept very, not exact team, but, you know, players like Pookies and Cantwells, et cetera. But I think when they come into the Premier League, they have to adapt very quickly. And sometimes they do shift players and formations. It's kind of a bit of an unknown. I did go for even Tony, but that was only because all the other players around that bracket weren't featuring in their sides, apart from Pookie, I wasn't touching him. So, yeah, I think uh, defensively, I would probably go towards Brentford right now, but they're going into a bit of a tricky run. Hmm. Al, next one. Interesting. Evan asks, when is the best time to play your free hit? Free hit? Yeah, okay, so this is like, I would say it's the second most important chip. I think wild card, if you count that as a chip, is definitely by far the most powerful, most useful. But free hit is massive. And I think definitely do not play it in a week, for example. Let's say you get to game week seven, you like five of the fixtures, you're like, oh, I'm just going to triple up on all these, all these teams. I do not think that's a good use of your chip at all. I think historically, the free hit has been mainly used over blank game weeks or double game weeks, effectively. I think that's the best time to use a free hit. So for those who don't know, a blank game week is when things like cup competitions, things like COVID can get in the way and teams don't feature in that game week. So sometimes we've only had five matches in one game week. And it's meant that all the teams have been absolutely obliterated. You look at your team on your phone, you've got five players playing and you're panicking, thinking, how am I going to get a team out? And that's why the free hit chip's so good over that period because you can field 11 players and actually target the games that are actually really worth targeting. And the same goes for a double game week. Those games that get rearranged into another game week means that some teams play twice and that means you really want to double down on those teams like Man City's and Chelsea's as their favourable doubles. So free hit, definitely save them for those doubles or blanks, depending on how your team's set up. Just quickly then, because if you've got a blank game week, yep. there's a good chance that blank game week will carry over into a double game week. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what would you say? If, if you had a gun to your head, would you say put the chip on the blank game week or wait until there's a double game week? What would you say? I'd, I'd probably go for the double, personally, yeah. just because the ceiling's so much higher. Because historically, years gone by, the reason that some teams have got a blank game week is because that they are good teams that are featuring in cup competitions. So a lot of the time, the blank game weeks are trash games. Uh, like Teams are sitting around the bottom half of the table with very, very low FPL ceilings. So the, the score is not very high as it is. Whereas double game weeks, you could feel if Chelsea have like Norwich and Watford in a double, you can just triple up on there and the FPL ceiling is going to be absolutely massive around that period. So double game week for sure. I think blanks, you can ride them out with a few points hits if you want to go down that route. Good answer. That's very Good informative. Answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really I'm like actually, that. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm, like, I'm taking yeah, a lot of notes, yeah. Like I've learned more tonight than I have in some uni lectures uh, <laughs> over the last four years, genuinely. Um, last question is, is from our very own Alex. It's from um, me, yeah. Do you want to read it, Al? Go on. I'll read it and go on. Right. Be thrifty or spend big. What do you think? Oh, in terms of, in terms of uh, keeping so like, in the bank. Yeah, have a bit in reserve or mm-hmm. just use it Go and big. make sure. I'm always, you know, I'm the guy at the bar who doesn't buy drinks. You know, I'm the guy who's trying to swear <laughs> them. So I would say keep some in the bank, I think. But no, I do think that having a bit in the bank just gives you that little bit of cushion that you need to go that you just need some game weeks really because what happens a lot of time right now is transfers are mental people see a guy go mental in game week five they buy him price goes up and sometimes my personal goal rule is that not to fire early on transfers covid season showed us that things can arise during the week before the deadline if you make a transfer on monday 
you're going to get press conferences throughout the week and then you're going to find out that your player's injured and you're going to be fuming enough to take another points hit. So for me, I think having that money in the bank, when players go up or down in price, it means that you can allow yourself to let these players go up in value and still know they've got a bit of cushion in the bank to buy them and not panic and make early transfers. So I think if you have a little bit of the bank, only like 0.5, just that gives you a little bit of cushion if a player goes up in value that you can still afford them and not go mental early doors. So yeah, I think 0.5 in the bank is like optimal throughout the course of the season. And then you can fire it in when you need to before a wild card and get a big player. I fell victim to jump in the gun last year. I did. Do you remember yes. when, like, at the start of the season, Tarek Lamptey had, like, such a good, like, run of games. He was, like, assisting yeah. Yeah, well, he, like, assisted a goal or something. Like, he might have scored. Like, he either assisted or scored in the first half against Newcastle. And I was, it was, like, a Sunday. And I was, like, you know what? Sold it. I'm going to put him in for next week. While <laughs> I was watching the game, second half, he went off. And he was, like, <laughs> I was, like, oh, no. I was, like, what a waste. Like, I used a minus four for it as well. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh. <laughs> you well, still won, no, so don't feel too sorry. Still won the league, so, you know. <laughs> just saying, flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, so, I, I think I think that's the best move definitely. Lamptey's back as well, so that's one to look out for. Yeah, Brighton are flying as well under uh, yeah. Graham Potter, currently beating us two 0 in the cup as well. Yeah. So, uh, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that is. Uh, that's a wrap, watch. is it? I think it is. Yeah. Thank you so much, Callum. It's been a uh, thank you for joining genuinely, us. I've actually taken notes. I <laughs> genuinely, I've really enjoyed this one. I love yeah. talking about stats and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And you know, everyone enjoys a bit of fantasy. So yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah no, re- no, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's one of those games definitely growing, and uh, I didn't realize yeah. that you could take it as serious as I do now. So it's a little bit sad, but <laughs> no, it's we've all we've all got our hobby, we? We've all got hobby. I take it seriously. I hate yeah. losing. I want to win oh, four does. in a row. Oh, he's, he's I terrible. can't stand losing. I'm a terrible loser. <laughs> um, Callum, would you like uh, a couple of moments just to plug the podcast? Tell us uh, where you can find yes. everything. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. We're basically on YouTube, FPL Fan Show. We do uh, like a weekly, uh, hour-long live stream. And uh, yeah, we kind of just answer loads of questions, really. And we just cover the hot topics, captaincies, and sometimes have a beer, really, and just chat, really. So it's, it's a nice, nice vibe, really. So yeah. Sounds good. Tune in, guys. Good. Tune in. What, what day do you do that? Usually Tuesday evenings around seven, seven o'clock. There we are. So tune in. I'll be there next week now. Captain. But it's international break, isn't it? After this week, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A bit, bit of time Every off, FPL <laughs> player's nightmare. International break. Oh yeah, I can't yeah. Stand yeah. That. No, it's uh, worse, isn't it? But thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Al, been a pleasure as always, mate. As always, yeah. As always. Oh next week or we got next week. Next week um, we got uh, another what football means to me. Okay, well, uh, don't tell, don't tell him who. No, because they might cancel on us. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, <laughs> don't say, just in case. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Send Him Off Podcast, Twitter at Send Him Off Pod, YouTube Send Him Off, Spotify Send Him Off. Getting good at this. <laughs> our website <laughs> www.sendhimoff.com. You can find our blog on there. There should be something up this week. I'm going to try and write something. I need to but... as well, actually. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> He's right, I do. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I won't waffle anymore. I won't keep you. Enjoy the rest of your night and uh, we'll see you soon. Ta-ra. Take care.